Any kid knows where to find me. I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown. Sing it, Wace. That's the only part I know. Bandy. <laughs> <laughs> Bandy. So, Wacey was just explaining to me that uh, Bandy is his brother's nickname. Yeah. I remember that because I remember that part about your brother. Yeah, that's his, that's his Instagram handle, Bandy19. Bandy. <laughs> Bandy. So, hey, this is uh, that was Bandy the Rodeo Clown. Bye. He is a clown. Bye. Mo Bandy. Mo Bandy. And. Did you write it about himself, you think? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Maybe you'll have to get absorbed. Mo Bandy on the show and ask him. Because I don't know what the story, what's the behind the music with Ted and Wacey. That'd be a cool segment. You think? We could just make up stories about music. <laughs> Let's make one up about Bandy the Rodeo Clown. What do you think? I, mean, I feel like that, that, that he, like Mo Bandy is Bandy the Rodeo Clown. You think so? And he just, he couldn't hack it anymore as a rodeo clown. So he had to write a sad song about mm. it. And it's country, so it's easy to write a sad song. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. That's true, man. Well, that's, uh, I don't know what to say about that, but uh, <laughs> what do you want? That's my back. I'm, I'm gonna let that one go and <laughs> just say that that's probably the, what happened. Till we hear any different, that's the story. Okay, so that's been behind the music with Ted and Wacy. Welcome. This is episode 47, <laughs> Cowboy Shit Hot Start with Ted and Wacy, and uh, we're wearing the same pants. Well, not really. Mine are mine are Wranglers. Mm. Yours are lies. Ooh, I'm gonna have to bleep that out. That that word's not allowed on the podcast. They support the rodeo. You're going full full levies today. Hey, what happened? You turned into a city slick, eh? Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So they support the rodeo. They do. Well, they support the bolt, the PBR. Yeah. Our friend Tanner Burn. Our friend Tanner Burn. Proudly sponsored by. Yeah, Levy's. they're the, like the original cowboy brand. They actually are, aren't they? Yeah, they are. From way back. There's even a picture of cowboys in the one in Market Mall. Yeah. Yeah, the rodeo cowboys. Like from way back in the day. Or way f- back in the way. Way back. Really? Yeah. Dang. Warren Levi's. That's cool. I'm, that's cool. I'm glad they're back. Well, in now it. that I have to like purchase my own clothes too, so it's, yeah. these are a lot cheaper than buying hey, Wranglers at full price. I have some Wranglers for you if you want some more. They're not khakis. I'm all, I'm, rang- khakis. I'm Wranglered right up. You have enough? I have, like when it comes to like cowboy costume clothes, I have a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I appreciate it though. So we're on rodeo theme today. We didn't even, you know, we didn't even talk about what we we're going to talk about on this segment. No, before. we're just dry dogging it. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually we kind of have a plan, but um, where does Jesus take the wheel for this? Yeah, we're part, just letting her go. Segment. We're letting her go. So, but today on the show we have a guest, special guest, two actually, two guests, guests. a friend. Uh, to we'll, we'll explain it to you later on the show. We're just gonna. Well, if you're listening to the show, actually, I guess you've already clicked on it. You, their it has the name the, of the guests. The names of the guests, so it's not a secret. Mr. Dale Brisby and my friend Randy Self-proclaimed Kortiri. best bull rider of all time. Yeah, like I've never seen him I've ride never a bull. Heard, I've never actually. heard. I've seen him ride a bull. You did? Like on his videos. Yeah, he's yeah, a video okay. of it. But like, but like, it looked like, it looked like one of the it was the, it was the beef, where he's It was like, the beef bull that... He's riding him for... You it know. was the beef bull that Randy fought and then ran away from. Uh, I think. Not to be... I'm not trying that's to be okay. mean, but... I mean, it's okay, though. Yeah. So, but but really cool chat though with We're big Dale and fans, Randy. Big fans of Dale up here. Big fans of Dale. There's a lot of a lot of Dale fans. Well, you're probably a Dale fan too if you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, yeah, that's who we're talking to today. We had a great chat with them. A lot of fun topics. Some laughs. Some laughs. Yeah. Some stories from back in the day. Had a good time. So we hope you enjoy the interview with Mr. Dale Brisby and Mr. Randy Quartieri. Had a great time. Is this recording it? it? Are we done? No, we're not. Oh, I'm just <laughs> that's saying. That's usually how you, you go into it. Right? No, I was just throwing you off there. <laughs> I was like, time. well, that was nice and quick. No, we got we to gotta fill a few more Title minutes here. Title of my here. sex tape. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I'm gonna get it those now. We uh didn't we just record a show like I guess it was like last Monday when I yeah, got back from Berlin. It so was, it's been a yes. week. So it's been a week. We got, we're kind of ahead of the game. We don't even have the next one out well, yet. Well, this is good. Yeah. I like when we do this. People probably don't care about this, but it, it makes our lives easier. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. just we started recording these podcasts like way ahead of when they're out. Like we haven't record we haven't even put out episode forty six yet. We're already already recording well, this one. We're busy guys, man. Like I'm back in school now. You're on the yeah. run. Tell us about school. What uh, what's anything sweet happened at day one? I I'm actually really day one of your really, four. I'm really enjoying this course. It's been one day, but it's like Oh yeah, digital marketing. It's, like half, right? it's like two weeks of a semester in one day. Dale isn't just the best bull rider. He's one of the best digital marketers in all mm-hmm. of Western sports. There, there was a, they made a good point though in the class. Like digital marketing is just marketing now. Like yeah, it is. It's, it's a digital world. It's another it's just, medium. It's just mar- yeah, just marketing. This podcast is a form of marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting how like the impact and like how access to information has given and has changed like the business world. Like it even changed marketing because like back in like. Back in the day, with marketing, it was the the companies had all the information, and they'd only let you know what you what they wanted you to know. Ooh, but now the big today, bad corporations in, in today's day and age, all that information is so accessible. So now all the power lies with the consumers. Hmm, and that's why a lot of these companies have to get totally transparent. Yeah, exactly, and say what exactly is in their products. Mm-hmm. Because I saw something about someone getting some sort of cancer or lung disease from vaping yeah jewel jewelin and that was supposed to be okay for you but it it's not not well and even like and now with millennials and the gen x and gen z's brand loyalty is a big thing now mm-hmm. and it's with all how information is so like readily and ex- like easily accessible like if a company messes up and does something wrong like they that could be detrimental to their brand their branding mm-hmm. right like like look at even like bp with the oil spill in the gulf like not like that's that they're they're stained they're tainted with that forever mm-hmm. and but then you see the companies like Tentry that do good like people will support those brands that do good for the environment hmm. and for society and stuff yeah well and part of uh part of that right now too where you said brand loyalty like i think every single freaking place i go now has some kind of rewards points of some exactly, sort yeah that's, everybody has rewards yeah. points and that's like and, and and people who are a part of those programs spend more at a store like it's yeah. like 20% more on that brand, if you were part of a loyalty program. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, I know. Crazy. I know they get me with WestJet because I fly with them all the time now, and I'll mm-hmm. pay more to go. We have to pay more to even have the freaking loyalty points now. Yeah, like you have to pay a higher rate to even be be able to earn on your flights. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous. But I mean, I'm gonna pay the extra twenty bucks, I guess. So I we learned we learned a really cool term today. It's called value exchange. Hmm. You should be. The the value that you're getting shouldn't outweigh what they're getting for you. Like you should be getting more value from them than what you're giving them. Well, that's true because yeah. I do have to fly across the country a few yeah. times. So yeah, and plus when when we do have their loyalty with the with the different lounge passes and with the free changes once we get to a certain spend, mm-hmm. like so you're getting good value for. I think so because if I money. if I have one flight change, usually anytime you want to change a flight, it's going to cost you two or three hundred dollars. So every time I do that, it's definitely worthwhile mm. and like and you want to be comfortable when you're traveling right so yeah you can, true if you're paying that extra money and you're getting good value back then and get money on well the, spent sometimes get on the plane first right like even as silver green zone two i get to make sure my freaking briefcase gets on the plane every time because i've got a lot of money in laptops on that thing mm-hmm. exactly yeah well see we had a guest lecture from shaw today mm-hmm. and he was talking about how like in exchange for like our information to use this to gather data we get as customers, we get like good quality internet service, and then like with the Shaw Go, and it adds value to like 
you can take your internet outside of your home so you have that accessibility mm-hmm. which increases the value you're getting back from the company. It's true. For the price you're paying for your internet. It's true. Business. Interesting stuff. Business. Year four. It's nice, it's nice to, it's, it's nice. I'm excited to be actually learning stuff that I went to school to learn instead of like all the bullshit taking classes. Taking a fucking course about dinosaurs. Yeah. As much as I liked Geology. it, it was, it was fun and it was, is not valuable. Like it's just a filler course so they can get more of my money. Yeah. Which but. is bullshit too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've like just hack learned a lot of stuff I need to know mm-hmm. yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, like sound. Learn as you go. Like sound. We're just kind of like winging it mostly. Jesus, take the wheel. You know, failing forward. Sean and I talk about it. That's, that's like the failing key, forward. That's the key term in entrepreneurial thinking course I took. It's failing forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go and do it until you get it figured right. out, right? Yeah. Same with the podcast. We're just making it up as we but go. But like you're, you're similar to me in the sense where you're like, I'd rather do it like to have my hands on it and trying it than then like trying to watch somebody else do it or someone tell me how to do it yeah like I, that's I'm what you've really done like with hands sound. on hands on like as opposed to like a listening learner or like a visual learner. yeah well because i've just let you kind of go on stuff like <clears throat> and applying it like you if go. you can tell me something then i can apply it right away then i then i understand it right that was that's another thing that was cool about this course today like he, we would talk and then we would apply what we learned and do an activity so it, it like hmm. really resonates yeah i'm, I'm hmm. not i learn better that way nice well cool man well and uh we had what do we have? We had we had thirty eight minutes of interview, so we're at we're at forty eight right now, already with this ten. So we got like another couple minutes. You got some free university lesson from us. Yeah, free university lesson. And last time we talked about uh we talked about the prestigiousness of the NFR mm-hmm. versus the PBR. Got more on that with Dale and Randy. Some outside opinion. Had a uh expert good chat opinions. with them about that. Yeah, expert opinions. What they think the Rodeo and bull riding world needs to take mm-hmm. things. I like. To the next I like. Level. I really like. Enjoyed Randy's view on it. Randy's view. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's how I. I, I align a lot with the way, what he was saying. Randy's brilliant, man. I, yeah. I freaking love that guy. Well, work. he has the right vision, man. Like, like not to go too far into it before the interview, but I mean, like that's that's what rodeo needs to do to take the next steps forward. I th- in my mind, anyways, we got to. Well, that and like Dale, like Dale said, how many people ask him about where mm-hmm. to find schools? That's. Mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest questions we have on the website, and that's why I made the Rodeo Schools page, and everybody mm-hmm. asks, go to the Rodeo School page. You want to learn how to rodeo? That's the way to go. There's nowhere else to do right? it. That's like, how we all learned to do it. Yeah, exactly. Or we were kind of involved, but we still had to go to a rodeo and go go figure it out. So that's what we got this page for, and that's what we've mm-hmm. been building things for. So hopefully if you want a rodeo. Man, information accessibility. Boom. Business. Business with Wacy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Catch you next time, folks. We'll see you guys at the next one, but enjoy our rodeo, our interview. It's not a rodeo. <laughs> enjoy our rodeo with Dale Brisby. Rodeo time. Got to get her on down the road. Well, I'll be in town this weekend, honey. Look for me downtown. All right, this is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy live from the headquarters in Calgary, Alberta. Here with our guest today. He is the greatest bull rider of all time. Just ask him. <laughs> Mr. Dale Brisby, followed by the cameraman, Mr. Randy Cortieri. Coming to us live from Winnebago, Texas. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, finer than frog hair, old son. Split three ways. <laughs> I like it. I haven't heard that one since my dad said it. That was his go-to. What did he say, Randy? Uh, his dad says that. That was his go-to. Yeah. Randy's going to have to interpret um, what 
you guys are you Canadians are saying uh, because <laughs> he spent some time up there. So he's gonna he's gonna kind of be the interpreter for anything I don't understand. Randy, uh, Randy's the go-to, and so let's get right into that off the bat. Actually, Randy, you came up here with uh, your buddy and our our buddy Ty Pazabon. That was wasn't that like two thousand and nine? Because I remember you, I met you. Two thousand and it was two thousand and ten. Twenty ten. Okay. No, it was two thousand nine. Yeah. Because it was a year after we were. Make, make it no, it's something like that. I don't know. Well, because I went to school in 08. Two thousand nine or two thousand ten. And I met you. You were in Odessa. And that I went in 08, and we were to the like the southwest region in 08, at to the college rodeos. And then the next yeah. year, Ty would have come down because he was a year younger than me. And then yeah. you would have come home after that. So that would have been yeah. 10. On my way back home, I sold you my shaps and my belt so I could get home. Remember that? <laughs> For $90 American, I bought Randy's shaps Spent all your yeah. money on maple syrup. That's and... just so I can get back home. No, that was still in New Mexico ways. That Whoa. was. And that's that green and black belt that I still wear. Oh, really? <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. I've worn it like for the ten years since I bought it from you, Randy. I saw the shafts. Do you want them back? Like I'll give them back to you if you want. Like just as a damn right, momentum. I want them back. Okay, yeah. If you wear, I'll give them back to you. <laughs> Will the belt still fit though? That's the next question. I'm about ready to crack back out, Ted. I need them back, <laughs> man. I'll never forget the night in. Was it like where, where the hell is that town in Northwest Texas where you threw your helmet and it? Like it was a bull tough helmet, and he threw it, and he was like, "No," because he fell off this bull, and he was being really dramatic. And then he threw his helmet off, and it like it stood up on the cage, like the cage of it, and it. Like, I did. You did. Remember that? Where we, it was like I don't I drunk. <laughs> it was. It was. But you got. You can't. You don't remember that, Randy? That was the craziest thing I remember in college rodeo. Like the whole time I was there, you threw your helmet. Oh, I was in Vernon. Vernon and it and it like stood up on its own like on the chin of the cage, it just stood yeah, there. I remember that. magic. Yeah, I mean it probably happens every fine. time. <laughs> it probably happens every yeah. time you do it, eh, Dale? You just kind of tell your helmet to do what it does, or you yeah, don't even ride in a helmet. Yeah. Too I got good that for that. Permanent dip in the right side of my brim from where <laughs> I throw my hat. <laughs> so it's a yeah. I, I retire my jeans every time I go ninety. It's getting expensive. I think I went through three hundred pair in the month of January this year. So, oh wow, <laughs> well that's okay when you yeah. got a when you got a, a denim sponsorship though, isn't it? Or did, do they only they cap you out at like twelve you. pairs? Yeah, fortunately, I fit that into the contract. So, <laughs> what do you do with all your old jeans? What, where do they go then? Frames them so fr- every time. Uh, I, I we we take about ten or eleven pair. And that's about how many pairs it takes to make Randy's mom a denim jacket. <laughs> oh dear, that was. Hey, she looks good in them. Yeah. Oh dear, that was mean. Yeah, that was rock mean. and roll denim. Well, so going back to because t- you met so Randy, you met Ty in Odessa because you went to school there that like that year in '09, yeah. and then you guys you came back up here for the year and rodeoed and uh, like went to the PBRs throughout the spring and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. and then. You guys have been friends the whole time, and Ty actually helped you start start uh, APD, Another Perfect Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. I came down, he was only 17, and it was, that was pretty crazy to me. Like, and he couldn't go to PBRs yet. And then once he turned 18 in uh, November, and then that's when we started going, and then that's when we made the decision to go up to Canada and went to all the bull riding stuff. And then, you know, we just had we kind of had the same vision for another perfect day and what it, what it meant to us and what we've seen it, uh, how we've seen it, uh, going in the future. And 
yeah, we just kind of went with it. And he, he gave me, like, I wasn't winning any money, of course, in the bull riding. He was. So he gave me all his money and then started. Well, and then, so, and then that would be, like, from what that was to what you're doing now, like, that was kind of part of the beginning of it yeah, all, wasn't it? that was kind of a jump start. Yeah, I mean, I always, I always, like, was filming stuff and everything, but I, uh, I mean, I remember he wrote me a check for, for like 3500 bucks, and I went and bought some camera stuff, uh, editing program, and, you know, we just kind of got things lined out. So it's pretty cool that he believed in it just as much. And, you know, we just went with it. Well, for anyone that doesn't know Randy, Randy is the man behind a, a lot of Dale's videos and a lot of, uh, well, a lot of the most viewed videos in Western sports currently, honestly. You've done a lot of work with Monster Energy. You've done some stuff with the PBR. You are, uh, we just heard on another podcast, Rump Chat, that from Boyd Polhamis, the producer of the NFR, that you're going to be doing some work there as well this year. So those that don't know Randy, he's the man behind the camera. Very, very uh, humble, but does some incredible work and proud to call you my friend. And I'm really proud that uh, that Ty was part of the beginning. I'm kind of getting choked up now, but that's, Pretty damn cool that yeah. he was part of the beginning of it. Yeah, it was really cool. Pretty special. Well, and then through you two, like through you and Randy, that's how you guys would have got introduced uh, to, right, Dale? Yeah, so we got introduced through, I mean, of course he was always a fan, you know, uh, had a poster of me in his room. Uh, <laughs> he and Ty, Ty actually also, you know, uh, watched the videos. Ty was, a lot of people don't know this, but Ty was kind of my first um, rodeo time endorsee. He was the first guy that we sent patches to. And he wore that onto the next one t-shirt. I think he wore it for a week straight. Yeah. I didn't didn't know who Randy was, and um, I didn't know, uh, I, I really didn't know Ty all that well, but he was going, it was the first year he was going to the PBR finals, and, um, yeah, so uh, he reached out to us, and we were like, "Oh, this will be cool," and we sent him we sent him some patches and stuff. And then later, Randy introduced him to me, and I just got to hang out with him a few times. But I mean, uh, so anyways, that was neat. But Weston Rutkowski, bullfighter, um, he's got a little baby beard. Some of y'all might have seen him, but he uh, he's actually who introduced Randy and I, and Randy was uh, making videos for the enemy um a guy that was constantly calling me out they they lost that battle so um he he decided to switch sides and <laughs> in 2015 came over to winnebago radiator ranch and made the first video and uh yeah still here Dang. but yeah he gets randy randy he's he's almost as good a cameraman as i am a bull rider and um <laughs> He gets he gets a lot of phone calls. He gets daily phone calls of of like jobs to do, like just projects. But he gets weekly phone calls of like job uh, offers. Um, but who? I mean, he's got a dream job right now. He works for Dale Brisby, so who wouldn't want that one? So he turns them all down. Turns them all down to stay in Winnebago and hang out. Yep, pretty much. Well, I signed a four four and a half year contract with Dale in uh, Jackson, Missouri. So I'm yeah. I'm stuck with him for the next four and a half years. Yep. 
I'm I'm curious about the four and a half. Why exactly four and a half years? Is that because I don't know. 40, that's just what he said. Forty-five and forty-five equals ninety, or because what? because that's how long he's. I mean, essentially that that would mean right now he's at the halfway point for how long he's worked for me. So he's already been here four and a half years. So what's another four and a half? It's true. Just double down. Double it down. Hey, was there, was there a signing Jack, bonus? You know, like he's he's been the number one dude. And here, I'll just get real with you all. Like, he's the one, uh, like, he actually gave me a chance. Like, a lot of people, I, I went to a lot of brands even before I went to Dale, seriously. And, like, they didn't they didn't really see my vision and what I wanted to do. And, and uh, you know, Dale never, like, was, you know, he just always gave me, gave me the opportunity to do something. So I think that's a big reason why I'm still here, too. I think a lot of people don't realize uh, I think part of that, you know, thinking back to the beginning when Randy first started filming was like, we started having fun and that, that's, that's always been, you know, the foundation was just like fun videos, entertain people and everything else got built on top of that. So I knew from the beginning that our foundation was going to be content. And so when Randy came along, and I saw his talent, I was like, we got to we gotta get this guy, you know. And um, I think I just, I knew the value there. Mixed with his knowledge of the industry, his um, knowledge of a camera, um, creativity, tenacity, work ethic, on top of me being just the absolute best subject any person could ever film, you know, I knew that was going to be a winning combination. So, um I think I saw it a lot. I saw the value quicker than other people might be what's landed me some gigs with Randy. Well, and it's handy that you could pay right out the checks too. Cause like, cause I couldn't, so you know, you can, and then there you go. I could have had him for everything oh. cowboy, but I didn't. So, you know, funny talks and bullshit walks. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you guys like, I, I don't know how to, I, like, I couldn't count up everything, all the views you guys have had on stuff, but, like, you're, like, like, are you at 100 million views on stuff now? Or, like, like what's the, what's the number on, on stuff? Like, it's just, it's incredible it's what you guys have done. funny that you bring that up. Funny that you bring that up. And one thing that we've always said is that we never know what is going to do well. We'll work for two or three days all day on a video, and it'll get 18,000 views. Then we'll do a video like I did one yesterday that was like it took me however long the video was that's how long it took me to make it one minute no edit got a hundred thousand views in one and day then, but anyways my before a few weeks ago my most watched video was the sixty seven year old rancher and it had like seven point five million views and the other day I did a Snapchat of Randy. Uh, fighting a herd bull in the arena and <laughs> acting like he was a bullfighter and he throws his hat then he jumps over the fence and he runs out into the pasture and then he just keeps going and that's how the video ended <laughs> well, it was snapchat and i was like well I'll save this that was pretty funny it sat on my phone for two or three weeks and then one day i was like i'll just post it and then it got 33 million views that's over 40 now i remember, watch, I remember watching that video it's so oh funny God. oh <laughs> 40 million views <laughs> that video has got. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, like, that's just one video. 
and it's like all grainy and stuff. Yeah. You never know. So that's why, but that's why I think we, we have the success that we do is because like, we're just always filming. It's always about the next video. We very seldom even go back and look and see what they got, you know, views wise. Like we're not really doing it. We just love the process. We love to make, we love to create, we love to entertain. And then we go to the next video. And so there's some of them, they don't do that well. But by the time we realized it didn't do that well, we've had three that did, you know. You just keep so, filming and filming and filming. Instead of, you know, or Randy just keeps, Randy just keeps running and running. This yeah. is how it goes. And running and editing. And mostly editing, though, and isn't so, it? I'll, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, more work than what people think, though. Oh, That's I understand. Sure. I remember the night. Well, the only time the only time I've really seen you work like that, Randy, was was when we were in Merritt at Ty's at Ty's funeral, honestly. And you like you spent I don't know probably like twenty hours building this memorial video over a couple of days, maybe like forty oh, yeah. hours. Like I just couldn't believe the time yeah. you put into it, and you it was it was incredible to see you work like that. And it was yeah. a horrible situation that we had to in, be around to see it happen. But it was I know your work ethic otherwise, and I know. I know that you're putting well, your heart and soul like into it. Well, that was like a no-brainer. I would have, I would have, I would have worked forty more if I needed to. You know, that was like, and and that situation, I was, I would have, I could have just kept on running and running. I could have made an eight-hour video on it. Like, oh yeah, and I, I would have never stopped. You know, just to do it justice. Yeah, and that's that's one of my big goals. Like, that's one of my major goals in my in my future for filming i really want to do a really cool documentary on ty and get everyone involved and try to just do his story justice and and make it as real as i can and you know don't leave anything out. i don't want to sugarcoat anything i don't want to like take anything away i want to make it what happened and who ty was and with the kind of effects that he made on in this world and i mean just look at what he did like all the, pe- all the connections that everyone has is a lot through him. Like, You know what I mean? We probably wouldn't still be talking if it wasn't for him. You know? Yeah, like, it's true. He, he was the glue for so many friendships. And I just think that's so so special. And I think there's a really cool story to be told still on him and everyone involved. How do you think you would do it when, he, when he's not with us at this point? Um, I, I mean... It would just be like a documentary of, about him, but I, I would I would like to make it like a like a movie documentary, like where we kind of I don't know I really don't know I don't have to put everything down on paper, but uh, I mean I would want to get you involved. I mean Chad, Tanner, I mean Lynn, Luke, Amy, Carol, everyone, you know, just get everyone involved, and then we all tell the story, but make it you know do it justice. Because there's been a lot of things that go out and everything, and I just think we we can do better. I agree. I I think just to, just to like give you a, maybe a suggestion or something like maybe an idea, maybe it becomes something. But I think I think it's got to start with talking to all those people and getting it on camera. There's been a few pieces mm-hmm. here and there, but there's never been the there hasn't been the in depth part yet where you talk yeah. to talk to Luke and Leanne and Amy and and Fred and Carol and and you know and Chad and Tanner and yourself and you know, get all those people on, all the people that, that he affected, right? Like, I think that's, I think that's yeah. the start, and then we can go from there. You, you probably don't need, 
a whole lot else after you get that part because that they're going to tell the story. Oh yeah, that's that's about it. And you add a few other pieces. Getting it all. Yeah, going to be quite the undertaking, but I like it, Randy. Anything you need, man, we'll help you out. Appreciate it. Gladly help. Let's get back to some, some, some BS. Like we're talking. Dale. Oh yeah, Dale. Sorry, I I don't mean to offend you. Did we already? I mean, have we already offended you too much, Dale? Are you willing to continue the this uh, interview or? No, yeah, I've just it's all good. I've just been over here eating some poutine. <laughs> Is it, we just we should ship you some in next time. We'll send just, you some Timbits as a peace yeah, offering. Yeah, some Timbits, some cheesies, ketchup chips, some Smarties, ketchup uh, chips. Yeah, what Smarties. Else? Yeah, we'll bring we'll fly yeah. you some in for the for the finals. Air, airdrop to Winnebago, the Radiator Ranch, right to the ranch. Yeah. Well, I want to talk. The food's uh, good, but I'm. But the you food's good, but I don't know how y'all stand all the cold up there. Gosh dang. <laughs> well, and and you guys, you were here in, during Pinocchio for one, but it's not even cold yeah, then. It's like pretty cold. warm. <laughs> you haven't even seen. It was freaking cold. You don't even know what cold is, Dale. You haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, because it sucks, and I don't want to know. <laughs> Wacy had a question for you. He was wondering what your favorite. Oh, your favorite thing about Canada was. Yeah, because you've been here. You've been to Can- Canada, as some people call it. You. You got to the border, got Canada. a dog sled, made your way up here, you know, went to Pinocchio. Tell us about it. What'd you think? Uh, it was great. The rodeo was good. The crowd was so into it. That was probably, I mean, that's what my time in Canada, we went straight to the rodeo and then we came straight back. So I didn't really, I mean, it's hard for me to say like what my favorite part of it was. Um, but the, the rodeo was cool. The, um, the wagon races were were cool um i don't know how many people asked me if i like just assumed for some reason that i didn't realize wagons existed a lot of canadians think they invented wagons and wagon racing (laughs) but um it was it was just an insane number of people that were like yeah you know do they know that they do it at fort worth yeah (laughs) probably not (laughs) you most you Canadians have been to Fort Worth. They've only been to Dallas. And anywhere. They're definitely more, They're more intense. intense that's yeah, for sure. Did you get to ride in a chuck wagon? Did you drive? Are you the best chuck wagon driver in Canada? Now? There's no way I was going to ride in one of those <laughs> chuck wagons with you guys. Like, why would I do that? People die. They, like, uh, yeah, it's true. It happened. It has happened. Y'all are crazy. Could, y'all go, y'all go too fast. Could you ever see yourself playing hockey? Do I ever see myself playing hockey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Even no. if the Las I Vegas just, Golden Knights invited you to practice, you wouldn't go play. I mean, I mean, I'd probably be like super good at it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I just don't hear about a lot of hockey players that get the chicks. You know, like, am I wrong? I don't know, Wacey. Wacey used to play hockey. Did you get any chicks? Very wrong. <laughs> you should see some of those it guys' just, wives. That just doesn't seem like the stereotype. Like, the, oh, the hockey players get all the chicks. Like, is is that a thing? In oh, Canada, kind of, up, I mean, up here, it's insane. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Bull ri- but that's the only sport up there. It's true. Down here, there's bull riders. That's true. We you have a few here. So like, so, like, now it's like, and the bull riders get all the chicks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but no, that's we, basically we how I made my decision. I feel you. 
Well, getting back to some of those questions, we got to ask you, uh, besides your besides yourself, who do you think is or was the best bull rider of all time? Uh, I'm going to probably go with Clint Bronger. And why? And it's 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 like a it's like a head to head race between Clint and JB. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Just the riding style, and you know, both mentors. I, I was their mentor, so um, you know, it's it's hard for me not to root for my proteges. That's fair. I understand. Then I understand. Well, let's go to the bull side of things. Ways to let you let you get this one. If you could get on any bull past or present what bull would it be uh like a mix between like red rock and bodacious and mr t and asteroid and bandito from brazil uh, <laughs> probably, probably like probably like a hybrid of all those bulls and then i would go 90 and bushwhacker well you might as well be you like you might as well be like high nineties, low hundreds if you're gonna draw one like that. You're just gonna make this Super Bowl, so you might as well get into the hundreds. Double red through the nineties. Just get right like be well, hundred and three. No, like I'll start out at ninety and yeah. then the stock contractor who will be like a mix between like J D I mean H D and uh Chad and Sammy Andrews and all those it'll be like a, a hybrid stock contractor. They're gonna want to rematch and so then the rematch I get them to add more money, and then I'm 91. And then I get them to add more money, and then I'm 92. Like I got a strategy here, guys. Okay, it's about money. It's about making that money. Then when? But 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 when do you get into the hundreds though? Like when do you start cracking? Like for like 103? Just when there's more money. Yeah. Okay. I That's see. when it's game over. They don't want you back when you're a hunter. You got to leave a little <laughs> on the table. You guys are getting too greedy. There's still a mystery. <laughs> I've been down that road. I've been down that road, y'all. What's what's the most amount of money you've won at one time? Like all of it. <laughs> okay, if you were, uh, well, not if you were. What do you think? What do you? What are you guys' thoughts? Want to get both of you in on this one? What do you think is more prestigious title or a more prestigious event? Accomplishment. Accomplishment. Is it winning the winning the PRCA World Title or is it winning winning the World in the PBR? What's where do you rank? How do you guys rank those right now? Uh, that's a tough question it's like they're so similar but they're so different and i think they both have their own set of challenges like you got to get on a lot of bulls to win the pbr world title but you got to rodeo a certain way to go to the nfr and win a world title you know like like there's like such a strategy i feel like in the pbr like you just got to be dirty rank at riding rank bulls and you got to stay on them and then but in the in the prca like you got to ride rank bulls but you got to have like a uh gotta have a strategy throughout the year and you got to play your card right and it may take a couple of years and anyway i don't know i think i think they both have they both involve you know going 90 and throwing your hat but you kind of gotta it's two different two different games i feel like i don't know maybe that's much of a politician if it was me i would i would i think the pbr finals winning the world in the pbr is more prestigious just i don't know just because that's the you have the very very best there like 
the best 35 bull riders in the entire world, I think, that are going consistent. I mean, there's great bull riders in the KRC. I'm not taking anything away from that. But it's it's just a – you're getting on, like, a bruiser and a fearless and, you know, like that kind of bull every single week. And yeah, and that's on top at the end, is that's bad to the bone. Yeah, and you can't argue with that. I guess, you know, for me, I just – I grew up without cable. And my old man was a uh, bronc rider, bareback rider, and pickup man. And so, like, we just – all I really knew was PRCA. And so I just wasn't exposed to the PBR. I never had anything against it. I watched it in college when I had cable for a couple of years. But I just – I didn't – I mean, I knew who JB was, but, like, I knew who some of them you know, some of them guys were uh, because I was a better bull rider than they were. But I didn't um, – I just didn't spend a lot of time around PBRs. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I, I can see, I can totally see why there's two different, you know, schools of thought. And two different sets of people that go to each, each kind of thing, you know, like Sage yeah. doesn't even want to go to the PBR events at this point. He'll go and to I a few. I think that's fine. Like Sage, and I think Sage can totally hang. If he went to the PBRs, he would be, He'd be up there in the top five, I believe, every year. Just, I mean, that dude is a is a freak. He's a his mindset, his work ethic. He's got, he's really set. He's a good student of the game, and he's a he's one of the greatest bull riders that will ever go down in history as one of the greatest bull riders. I, I think. Yeah, I don't. I, I I agree with that. Sage would kill it in the PBR. He would do really good. I mean, he just he makes his decisions, and he's you know. And he's making more money. He's making more money than like the bottom half of the PBR guys. Like consistently, like he, a lot of those guys struggle in the PBR. Like you have guys in the in thirty fifth position going into PBR finals that are that's borrowing money to even eat or get their flights to go to the finals. Like, and that I think that's shitty on the PBR's part. Like I think if you're in the top thirty five, you need to be making bank you know what i mean like you there's you can't have guys that are going to the world finals that are borrowing money for a hotel room or for food or whatever you know i think that's that's crazy well it happened this last weekend in nashville and, and part of the issue there i think is the structure of the payout where they pay the guy that won first 140 grand or whatever second is 50 yeah. then third's 20 and the guy that won yeah. seventh who made the final four who's a Canadian guy, that's why I'm paying attention probably. Was it Dakota? Yeah, he won he was made the yeah. final four and he won two grand for getting on four bulls over two nights. Yeah, I in think Nashville. That, that's stupid. Hey, yeah, that's but yeah, that's I think that's crazy, but that's it's, their rules you gotta play by. It's great that the first guy is making so much money, but I think they have to take care of their other guys as well. Well, I think they need to give give them more show up checks. Like more money for their show up checks or cover their get, expenses, maybe. You know, and then, but a lot of the a lot of bull riders in the past have flooded the system and just taken five thousand dollars sponsorships from Wrangler or you know, like if you're a professional athlete and you're you know you, I don't think anyone should be making less than like a bottom guy should be making thousand a year in sponsors. I think maybe even more, but some of those guys are just making five thousand dollars a year in like one sponsorship and then they may maybe get a bonus at the finals if they if they went around or something which i think it's stupid 
Mm-hmm. Well, what about uh, what about what do you guys both? I want I want you both to chime in on this. But what do you guys think needs to happen for rodeo and bull riding to get better? What what else needs to happen in this sport for things to get better? Let's start with you, Dale. I think it's already getting better. Um, you know, I was I was actually on a podcast this morning. Um, the LVE guys, the um, NFR experience, and I, I was telling them like, um, you know, Chris Ledoux has a song or ha- had a song that that talked about cowboys not really they're not extinct. You just can't see them from the road. And what I've experienced over the last couple of years with social media is just a flood of interest in the Western industry and specifically rodeo. Like I get messages every single day from not only kids, but you know, 35 year old adults asking me, how do I get started ranching? How do I get started rodeoing? How do I get started riding bulls? And I think that, um, it's just, if, if we'll all just really just keep being ambassadors of the sport, because you know, a lot of these people that they might, I got a guy going to come out here and he, he wants to get on one or two bulls and, uh, you know, he's not going to end up being a bull rider. He's, he's already, you know, well into his forties. He just wants to get on a bull, but he's like realized that the sport exists and he's intrigued by it. Well, he's this big time investor and who's to say he's not going to sponsor rodeo Austin, you know, because now he lives north of Austin or one of these people, kids that messages me and they go get on a few bulls and then may be on a rodeo committee later on. They may be on a, you know, there's just no telling, or they might just become a fan of the sport. And so I think that, uh, I don't think we should underestimate any opportunity to promote the sport. And if we all do that with the power of the internet, you know, just imagine how cool it would have been, you know, back in the day for somebody to watch Larry Mayhem go up and down the road you know like how neat would that be to to have youtube videos of him and his prime like that would just be crazy and there's no telling where the sport would be today if it had the exposure then that it does now and so that that's what i'm saying like i think it's going it's everybody that says that it's dying i think it's crazy and they're not looking at the facts in five or ten years the the western industry is going to be even bigger than it is now What do you think, Randy? Yeah, and I think um, I think that we need to like, pay attention to the future, like the the generation coming up, like the kids, and because that is going to be the future of rodeo, I believe. And you know, we can't keep doing what we've been doing the last forty years. We got to keep innovating. We got to keep moving forward. We got to, you know, we got to get out of our comfort zones, and we got to do things that maybe aren't comfortable for us, but that is going to be good for the sport, like whether it's certain type of videos. And, and I don't want to take away from the, the cowboy ethics or the code or anything, but I want to, I think, just kind of spicing up things up a little bit and making things interesting for maybe a, a kid in the city that's 13 years old and just if he sees a, a bull riding video or something and it has some cool music that maybe just some interest and maybe he wants to try it out or just get involved. I think, I think that's, that's huge. And I think video is just taking off right now and it's, it's just only going to get better. So I, I think, I think we're on the right track for things and 
I would really like to see a bunch of brands all get together and just, I see a lot of division sometimes, but I would like to see just everyone get along and everyone have the same, have the same uh, vision and just be on the same page with each other. And, and sometimes I just see a lot of people like kind of a pissing contest sometimes and it shouldn't be that way. Everyone, there's enough for everybody to, to win in this, in this industry, you know, whether it's, this brand or that brand like every, there's enough for everybody and we all just need to get along and move forward and and make this make this sport what it needs to be i mean it already is great but it can even it, it can be greater every, every year you know you you mentioned music you, know, I, you mentioned music there randy and i i thought yeah. as, as a music guy myself on the in these events i think that when you put that video out with a certain song that might relate to that guy that's never been in or around our sport, that that music can kind of, you know, I'm not tr- I'm not sure what the word is right now, but it can kind of like resonate, resonate, or yeah, bridge oh, the yeah. gap between the different uh, cultures, almost really. Yeah, and oh, that, yeah, for sure. that that's exactly what I think we have the opportunity to do. You know, whenever whenever a video does well for us, um, it's because people could relate to it. Like the 67 year old rancher I was talking about, like everybody knows a rancher, uh, you know, has a granddad that feeds their cows that has a belly that sticks out. So the more that we as, as bull riders, as cowboys, as ambassadors of the sport can relate to mainstream, the more that mainstream could be when they realize that like, it's not, we're not completely different people. Well, and it's kind of like Randy running off after fighting the, the, uh, the herd bull too, because everybody's seen Forrest Gump, so it, it's it's relatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Ah, uh, let's. Uh, I want to hit two more things, maybe two more, three more things. We're already going over time here, but if you guys are good, we'll get another few minutes on the on the line. Does that work? Okay. Mm, yes. Okay, you guess we have to pay by the minute <laughs> now. I mean, yeah. You take toonies and loonies. Yeah, Ninety bucks a minute. <laughs> yeah. we, we can only pay in toonies and loonies. Yeah. It's actually ninety toonies a minute for you guys. Oh, that's for the exchange rate. That's more than I can afford. I mean, I may I may have been one of the first people to start a website in Canada, but I mean, just doesn't not paying that good anymore. Do you, you guys know? take IOUs? They're yeah. as good as money. We'll send you. Why don't you just ask the dang question? <laughs> we'll send you the equivalent uh, of uh, of the payment in in cheesies. We'll do that. What did he say, Randy? Um, he said. That this conversation's over. <laughs> okay. What'd uh, you say? We gotta ask what your what we gotta ask what your uh, what your definition of cowboy shit is. Wanna hear from both of you guys. We ask every guest that's Riding been on the show. Bulls and punching fools. Period. That's my definition. What do you Riding got? Riding bulls and punching fools. <laughs> Bel- oh, believe that from Dale Brisby. That's my definition. I like it. What's yours, Randy? Uh I don't really know. I I don't know. Just be up in buck eight. Yeah, buck eight. <laughs> I like it. I don't just be dirty, rotten, tough. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I've got to. I've got to get this in here too. You just started. A, you got a buckle series going with Montana Silversmiths. I work. I'm working with Montana Silversmiths. I think those buckles are cool. I'm gonna have to get myself one. Just wanted to talk about that a little bit and how that kind of came to be and how many you've seen in the wild so far. 
Well, I just put them online. They sold out for the ones I put on my website sold out like within a day or two. Um, Montana said that they had never replicated trophy buckles. So like if you were going to go buy a buckle, it would say cowboy up on it. And that was like, but it, 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 none of them ever had like, they weren't like a replica of a trophy buckle. And to me, um, like that's what, you know, of all the hundreds of thousands of buckles I've won in my career, like I've got like four of them left because all my buddies wear them, you know, my buddies that may not rodeo and even one or two that do, they're just so proud to wear one of my buckles. The point is, <laughs> is I don't think people have any issue with wearing a trophy buckle that they didn't win, not because they want to act like they did win it, but because they respect the person that did and they respect the sport and it's cool. And so um, it's not somebody trying to be a poser. It's just somebody that um, I think appreciates the idea, appreciates the sport, appreciates the industry, and um, and it's fun. It's a fun buckle. And so, um, yeah, that's where it came from, and that's where, uh, yeah, so we teamed up with Montana, and it's been great for them. It's been great for us. And am I surprised? No. So, mic drop. Well, I guess we mic should probably, I guess we should probably end it there. I've uh, we could keep going, but uh, let's save it for another show. So, thank you guys for for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Got anything else, Wace? Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm good. I'm good. Wace is good. He looks like he's falling. He just had a big day at school today. He's getting himself edumacated, so he's a little little tuckered. Glad glad one of us is. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thanks again, Dale yes, Brisby. Sir. Randy Quartieri, appreciate you guys being on the show live from Texas tonight. We appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, bo, yeah, bo. On to the next one, old son. Awesome. Hey, tell, before we leave, tell Dale why they call you Jasper. Oh, Jasper? Because I hung up and got a 90 yeah. one time in a town called Jasper. That was 2010. Yeah. You can write that down. Because you what? I hung up and got a 90. 90 points in Jasper. Yeah, I wrote I wrote wow. that. like 91 and a half and and a half. In yeah. Jasper, Texas? Uh Jasper, Alberta. Jasper. It's in the mountains. I have the buckle. I'll send you a picture of it. You, went, you went 90 in Jasper, Texas at that Benny Butler rodeo? Oh, that's the wrong one. It was actually Jasper, Alberta at that Northcott that Northcott rodeo on a bull called Moccasin oh, Bead. Oh, probably what was that? That's probably like an open rodeo or something, huh? Pro like CPRA, little... man. It was in the it was in the hey, PSN. You made a good ride at that college rodeo in Big Spring on that black bull. I Thanks. spurred him in the neck. Friend? Spurred him in the neck. Yeah. I stayed on a couple times, yeah. Dale. I mean, I'm no Dale. I didn't get any lessons from you, but, you know, a couple times. The... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll call you Jasper from now on. Okay, deal. Deal. Okay. Well, well, awesome. Thanks a lot for this, guys. It's a lot of fun. Dale, yeah. On to the next one. Pow, pow. Okay, stay well, guys. We'll see you. Thanks. You bet. All right. Hold tight with the leather fist. Watch out when he starts to twist. What the daddy you should tell them boys. How to ride them bulls. I got a jingle in my jeans. Some places in between. <laughs> I've probably heard that song a million times in my life. You have? Oh, man. I, you know, all I listened to growing up was George Strait and Crystal Dew and ACDC. Man, I think... Uh, like I want to say that 
I believe you, but I don't think I think a million's a little high. Like it was it was it was definitely a, it was a hyperbole, man. It was definitely a hyperbole. Like, but I had I had one the other day where I was like I was telling Storm we went to Great Falls. I'm like probably drove this road like a hundred times by now, and then I got to thinking it's like it's actually like thirty times, like, maybe <laughs> at best. It seems like a hundred though. It seems like a lot. I bet you I've drove like the number one from Alberta to Regina probably close to like fifty or sixty times in my life. Yeah, see, that's a reasonable amount of times to drive that road. I would, I, I, <laughs> if it was closer to 100, I wouldn't be surprised either, though. Yeah, but I, like, I, I like that. Because it's like the one year I lived out here and I was rodeoing out there. Then, like, I've had family in Medicine Hat, lots of driving back and forth. And that's just your main route to get true. to Berta. True. I've flown over it a few times lately. <laughs> Probably like 30 I've been on times a plane in the last for a few while. years. Not a while. Well, since you went to Toronto. I forgot about that the one day I was talking to somebody. I was like, man, I haven't been on a plane since 2016. You're like, wait. I and I left. And day. I left in like middle of the night, like 3, 3 a.m. Just woke up. <laughs> you know what? I'm a liar. <laughs> I was in, I went to Toronto in January. <laughs> well, it's, and it's funny because like I haven't, been, I haven't been anywhere for Oh, my like, God. I'm a liar. Yeah. That's how, that's how my mind works. It's messed up. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I haven't been on a flight for like oh, pleasure. Man. Like a, a vacation. Oh dear! Since 2016, that's more accurate. But wow, 3 a.m. thoughts with me. <laughs> wow. Well, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> what keeps you up at night? <laughs> well, thanks again to uh, Dale and Randy for being on the show today. We sure Randy. appreciate it. Lots of fun. Great show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Just wanted to come back and say thank you. Oh wait, I have exciting news. Thanks for listening, to episode 47. Of you, don't want, you don't want my exciting Ted news, Ted Wacy. What do you got? <laughs> Is it going to be old news by the time people listen to this? No, it's going to be current events. Really? Because my sports, because it's sports news with Wacy. Okay. <laughs> my ball team, we won our league, so we had to play for the city championships. Oh. And if we win, we get a key to the city. Oh, God. So if I don't like you, I'm locking you out of Calgary. Oh, dear. Like Watch me out. specifically or anyone? No, you're going to stay in. I'll lock you in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. The rodeo's over. The folks have gone home. And the cowboys. All down the road Well boys it was a good Kicked a hole in the sky And even them rank ones got rolled It was as wild as they come And it was almighty western And none of us thought it Finish it did.